Federal Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino today announced that the uh, government is preparing to consult the public on the possible creation of, of a foreign agent registry as a means of preventing outside interference in Canadian affairs. Now, liberal want, liberals want to hear from experts and the broader public, including members of affected communities, on whether it should follow the lead of some of, the, of our key allies. Now, the government acknowledged that foreign governments and organizations routinely try to influence Canadian policies, officials, and democratic processes in clearly visible and legal ways. For instance, let's say uh, diplomats, uh, you know, uh, arguing for their country in, in various positions when it comes to trade. But some states, on the other hand, engage in interference to advance foreign political goals. As part of the, these efforts, they may employ people to act on their behalf without disclosing ties to the foreign state. Uh, the most obvious example in this country has been China. And many have said, look, we need a foreign agent registry. Now, joining me now to talk about the issue is Jeremy Nuttall. He's a Vancouver-based investigative journalist for the Toronto Star, who he has also uh, lived and worked in China uh, as well. Jeremy, thank you for joining us today. Always nice to be here. Well, let's uh, talk about You and I have touched on this already, the foreign, the foreign agent registry. Uh, it still seems the government still wants to consult with the broader public, and one would assume most people are at, let's get on with it. Well, what I'd like to know is, are they going to start consulting with the broader public on all national security issues now? Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a silly idea. I mean, I can understand why they would maybe want to talk to, to some communities and just say, look, we, we might want to do this, and we want to do it in a way that doesn't, um, you know, make your community out to seem like you're part of the problem. Do you have concerns? And listen to them, Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, how often do we get, I mean, does CSIS ever hold public consultations on things that it's doing and, and things like that? It just seems a bit odd to have a public consultation on a national security issue. You know, either national security is important enough to take action on it or it isn't. Mm-hmm. And even, even uh, consultation with a broad public can be manipulated by the very people you want to talk about. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's definitely part of the issue, right? I mean, you're going to have... You're going to have people showing up, guaranteed, who are going to come to any kind of a forum or meeting and say that this thing is targeting, uh, you know, my community members unfairly, and it's going to, uh, you know, it's going to make uh, the, the rest of the country think that we're, you know, involved with these shady foreign regimes, and they're, they're going to fight really hard to prevent it from happening, which, um, uh, you know, it's it's cyclical, right? Well, that goes back to the national security concerns again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the, the our partners uh, already have a registry, do they not? In the UK, the UK and the US. Uh, sorry, sorry, the UK is looking at one. Australia and the United States both have them. Um, and uh, yeah, it's something that uh, you know I, I think is has been. You can't say it's been a failure. I mean, we haven't fully seen the effects of it in the states yet, but. Uh, I, I could imagine that you're, you're going to start seeing that in the next couple of years when when this stuff really starts to, to take an effect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, there's already been talk about, uh, uh, so the Trudeau uh, government's already talking about talking to China and being very, very firm in regards to uh, allegations that police stations, uh, Chinese police stations are located in the Toronto area and some have been talked about here in Vancouver. Um, uh, there is a broader conversation, of course, um, last week about an Indo-Pacific strategy. Do you think we're finally hitting in the, heading in the right direction uh, or is this still sort of performative theatre uh, when it comes to politics? 
Well, you know, one thing that was very interesting um, is buried in the Indo-Pacific deal is there's a part in there that says that we're going to continue to engage with China in ways that uh, benefit Canada, and it's still an important trading partner. So it's almost it's almost like they're putting all this stuff on the top, but below their actual approach to China, they're still going to try to keep doing the same thing. They're still going to try to you know, send people over there to drum up business for, for exports, uh, you know, make, make room for Canadian companies in China. Um, so you got to wonder, I mean, you know, when you're talking about principles and human rights, etc., but all you're really doing is, is safeguarding your own interests, but still not applying any of your country's values or principles uh, to your, your partner in this case, you do have to wonder how serious they are about making all of this work. And if, if the direction truly has changed, uh, I think it could be argued both ways by now, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the China experts I go to um, for regular things are are saying both things. Some are saying, I think it is, a, you know, I think we have turned a corner, and some are saying, no, this is just a sleight of hand. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I hate, I hate to say it, but time will tell. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, when I was, th- I'm thinking back to the two Michaels just being released, even then, shortly after that, they were already talking about, um, uh, you know, doing business with China again, as you said. Even the ambassador at that time was talking about engaging with China on the on the business side. I mean, it's not like, uh, I mean, for me, when I, when I look at all of this, our political elites and our business elites have been, you know, just hitting the drum for literally three decades now that we're going to continue to do business China, here's some trade deals, we're going to have trade missions, we're going to eventually change China, and the reality is one could argue that China has changed us. Well, this is, that's the other main thing here, is that you've got, uh, you know, China is a very, it's, I mean, they assimilated communism, right? Yeah. I mean, basically China is, is run very much the way it was, uh, in a lot of respects, 100 years ago, right? It's it's we're 150 years ago. It's like another dynasty. It's a very hard uh, society for outsiders or foreigners to be able to change. And the idea that uh, yeah that, that we would ever go in there and just uh, throw around some Big Macs and uh, some Tim Hortons and they'd be clamoring for democracy over there was definitely naive. And I I, I don't think they actually believed it. I think they just tried to sell that uh, to the public to. Uh, to, to get support uh, back home for, for broadening business scope with them. And as you say, in that whole exchange, what has actually happened is uh, our leaders have started to compromise their values. Yeah. No, and, and, and when you just think about, uh, forget about just the, the, the registry that we're talking about, the foreign agent registry, it's about how we allow Chinese companies to uh, be involved in our universities and technical research, uh, how we protect our uh, corporate interests, when I talk about corporate interests, I'm talking research and development, all of those types of things. I mean, if you really look at the issue, China pretty much has been free to do whatever it wants in this country for three decades now. And we're just yeah. starting to wake up to it. And even now, it's, it's, we're taking baby steps when other nations have, have, are moving very quickly. Yeah, it's a very, uh, you know, it's something, that, an attitude I find comes from, uh, from back east. Um, this very like pragmatic Canadian. Okay, well, we're just here for the business. Keep your eyes down and and, and cash the checks. Sort of attitude that Canadian international business has had for a very long time, um, and the government just goes along with that. Uh, whereas it just seems like you know in other parts of the world, 
uh, you know, other democracies, um, business and, and government are so not lockstep, uh, aside from maybe Germany, who apparently is just a one big branch plant of VW as far as China is concerned. But it's, you know, it's very, uh, you know, it's just very in lockstep here, government and business when it comes to international relations. And yeah, I think Canadians need to start questioning if that's the healthiest thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be very interesting uh, as to how they roll out this consultation with uh, interest groups and the public when it comes to uh, a potential foreign agent registry in this country. We'll keep an eye on it. Thank you so much for your time today, Jeremy. Thank you, Jazz.